Hey guys, welcome to Bradley's Chat. I'm Bradley. Currently driving home from uh, work. We ran out of uh, we ran out of uh, gas can or uh, gas tanks, so production was halted for my shift today. So it's only like uh, I don't know. It's a little after eleven. I got a little ways to go. I work about uh, fifty minutes from my uh, job, and I figured, hey man, I've had nine eight nine days on the brain all day. So today at work, all I thought about was fluff, you know, because I'm going to write this uh, fluff empire piece. I've already got the, I figured out the uh, the opening of it. I figured out the good stuff on it. I figured out, you know, the two battle scenes and, uh, and an ending. So I've got a beginning, a middle, and an end. So I'm going to uh, transpose it down. And uh, then I'm going to have my wife, the, uh, the attorney. I'm going to have her uh, go through it with her legal writing ability and uh, clean it up for me because she's like my grammar assistant. I'm going to do that. And I'm going to write that and send it out. But today, so I thought a lot. Like, I've never played this game, okay? So I've played a lot of war games, though, right? I've played a lot of war games. And I know every game is different. Like, you can be good at one game and bad at another. Like, I'm, I was pretty good at you know dbm i'm pretty good at you know bolt action i'm i i was good at wrg seventh edition i play i'm pretty good at warhammer um i suck at kings at war you know i suck at chess and it's not that i suck at chess i just get mentally like i don't have the patience to uh sit there and it, i just don't enjoy thinking like 20 moves ahead right i don't enjoy thinking 20 moves ahead and that's very important like the more you can think of ahead and like tabletop gaming, the better off you are. Um, I think that comes into play more when you have uh, rules mechanics that are open to, let's just say, a very uh, liberal interpretation that can be, uh, you know, some some people known as rules lawyers, nothing against them. They like to uh, take a rule set and tweak it and find every little, uh, every little thing, every little exploit they can in it and then kind of, kind of, you know, during a game, you know, beat you by, you know, a, uh, a quirky charge or like, you know, you've got two units side by side, one unit's just two millimeters ahead of the next unit. And so therefore in some games you're allowed to cross, uh, uh, you know, you're allowed to ignore the unit right in front of you and turn sideways and, and hit that little two millimeter section and it counts like a full flank charge. It's crazy, but some games let you do that. And, and, uh, you know, people, it's it's more important to be able to think, think long ahead, you know, think farther ahead when you're playing that kind of game because, you know, you're wanting to set up people for, you know, your quirks, you whether gotcha, the gotcha players, I want to say. So you get your gotcha players out there who will, uh, and nothing against them, everybody enjoys different parts of the game, you know. Um, some people enjoy gotcha, and, uh, you know, they'll, they like to set up the gotcha things. Well, sometimes it takes, you know, you need to think several moves ahead to set up a gotcha. You know, other people like to just uh, put everything down, don't really give a shit, charge forward, you know, roll the dice, let the dice gods decide. We're going to beat the shit out of these guys, let the dice gods decide. I'm going to build my army with the toughest units I can find, and I'm going to gear it all towards, you know, I'm going to hit you with everything, and you're going to break someplace, right? That's another type of play, right? Other people are play kind of fluff wise you know but you know i want to see a gun line you know 
take out, you know, I want to play Zulu Dawn. I want the Zulus to come charging me and I want to have a thin little, the thin red line and I want to, you know, blast him away and, you know, see gaping holes, you know, on the bit of battlefield where this enemy just charges me or, or, you know, I want to, I want to have a, an elven spear unit and I want it to lead a charge across the battlefield and, crash into those people you know that's a different type like get your fluff player you got your gotcha player you got your you know your 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 balls to the wall player you know the guy is like send it all forward and you've got um you've got crosses between you've got you know some people are like a mix of two or more of those of those styles uh, my particular style is keep it simple stupid um, not that I'm stupid but uh, I am not a deep thinker okay and I never have been, never had a desire to be. You know, let someone else figure out nuclear fusion. Let someone else uh, figure out the light bulb and the switch. You know, I'll be happy to turn on the switch once you got that shit figured out. I'll be happy to drive that car once you figured out, designed it, how to build it. I'll be able to, I mean, I'd love to have like a, a jet pack, you know what I mean? And fly around in a jet pack. Um, and I'll be glad to use said jet pack when, you know, somebody comes up with it and does all the work and builds it you know that's kind of me so um but you know being like a lot of you guys i'm sure and girls in uh binaries i'm sure that uh or non uh don't want to say either way or kind of maybe you mix it both um we've all read history we've all like watching a battle scene in a movie we all you know we know about Waterloo. We have rough idea of how the Roman history went down. You know, we know the Punic Wars. You know, we know Peloponnesian Wars. We know Alexander taking out the Macedonians. We know the Eighth Army and versus Rommel. You know, we know the Ardennes campaign. We know the Operation Market Garden. You know, we know the Battle of Shiloh. We know the Battle of Antietam. We know roughly that. We know maybe in Europe because I don't think. I'm just going to say it. Like, I didn't know crap about the Franco-Prussian War until very recently. I didn't know crap about the Seven Years' War until recently. I knew about the French and Indian War, like we call it over here. But I didn't understand, like, the Austrian-Prussian, you know, thing going back to, like, the Wars of Secession and stuff like that. Like, I had no idea about that. So everybody knows something, a general idea of, like, history, right? Like, I'm embarrassed to say I don't know shit about the uh, American uh, War of Independence. Really don't know much about it. I mean, I, I'm familiar with like some of the battle names like Saratoga and Yorktown and, you know, Concord, but I don't know a whole lot of what happened in those battles. I just, I just don't, I don't know why it's never crossed my path. Um, but generally speaking, we all got an idea. We all know what we like. Everybody's got that. Some people like shooting. Some people like, you know, um, close combat. Some people like, uh, some people like fucking airplane battles, some people like naval battles, some people like ancient warfare, some people like modern warfare, some people are more like the 40k skirmish type thing, other people are into like the, you know, WRG, you know, charge, you know, mass, mass rank and file, so it's, uh, that's, that's pretty much different, and what we don't understand is everyone has their own prejudices, you know, like, Whenever you read a battle, you know, you're either like pro-Wellington or you're pro-Napoleon. You can't help it. You're either pro-Fetish the Great or you're pro-Marshal Brown. You know, you're uh, you're pro-Suvorov or you like Blucher or you like, you know, um, Condi or you like, you know, 
um, Garibaldi, or, you know, you liked uh, Grant, or you liked Lee, or you liked Jackson, or you liked, you know, John Reynolds. Um, everybody has, everybody has their favorites, you know, and, and everyone has their favorite styles. So that goes into a lot of it too. So my, personally, like, I like Marshall Bluger. You know what I mean? And Napoleonic Wars like Marshall Bluecker, you know, because that guy had balls of steel. You know, he was an older gentleman, but he was fearless, you know, and he loved his country. And, you know, um, he might not have always had the best trained troops, but by God, he was going to send them in. And he wasn't, you know, he wasn't, when he got beat at Ligny, did he, like, uh, and he got wounded at Ligny, did he run home and cry like a baby all the way to Berlin? No, hell no, he didn't. Hell no, he didn't. He told, he sent, you know, letters to, uh, he sent messages to Wellington saying, you know what? I'm going to be there. I'm coming. I'm coming. This defeat at Ligny, no big deal, man. We're still strong. We're coming. We're, we got your back. Um, and Wellington was no slouch, right? And he, he, I don't think he would have, I don't think he would have taken part in the Battle of uh, Waterloo had he thought Blucher wouldn't have been there to support him. I hope I'm saying his name right. Blucher, Blucher, Blucher. Uh, wouldn't support him. So, you know, it says a lot about Blucher to me that a man of Wellington's caliber, you know, took him at his word when he said he was going to be there, that he was going to be there, you know, because Wellington wasn't really uh, like a lot of British commanders in history, like Montgomery and stuff. Uh, he didn't like to leave things to chance, you know. He, he liked to, uh, you know, he liked to have everything planned, everything. He, he was that type of dude. Um, you know, Napoleon was more like, you know, he was more like an emotional general. He was more, you know, he just, he just had that, that famous French, you know, spirit of Elan, you know, that, you know, ever forward, like, we're going to kick your ass, you know, we're going to do it. And sometimes he was outnumbered, sometimes he outnumbered the enemy, but he was always never shy of attacking. He always liked to have the initiative. He was really good at it too. Um, great at it. Um. So, with that being said, my my type of play style, how I do it is, I for deployment, I pretend like my army's in march, okay, is in march column. And as I'm deploying it, the first unit I deploy is the first unit in march column, right? So, me, personally, I would have my riders, you know, for my empire army, my riders are going down first. You know, my riders are a vanguarding unit, they have a, they have a pretty deadly shooting thing. You know, I'm going to put those guys down first, because... The enemy has to react to that, right? They've got to. They're gonna. They're gonna put a vanguard unit across from it to counter it. They're going to, you know, put a unit. They don't want getting shot by them on the other side of the table. They're gonna do something, right? So I'm gonna leave my vanguard, you know, and then I'm gonna have like um, probably like a heavy infantry unit, you know, and then I'll probably have a couple supports of heavy infantry. Then my knights will probably come on the board, you know. Then my tank. Then my artillery. Then followed by, you know, some more skirmishing troops, you know, kind of my baggage guard type guys. And then I'll have the rest of my infantry come on, you know, and characters going with who they go with. That's how I deploy. Um, that's, that's just, that's just, that's just me. I keep it easy like that because I don't, I don't really, uh, I want to always dictate how deployment's going, you know, in a game. Like I don't want to, and sometimes even if it's bad for me, I want, I want, I want to be in charge of where the enemy is deploying. Maybe it's my control freak nature. I don't know. I want, I want the enemy to deploy like how I would deploy the enemy. You know, I want them to deploy like I would deploy them. So, um, you know, I, if I put down, 
you know, I want to put down something that's gonna it's gonna force a reaction. You know what I mean? And then I want to put down some stuff that maybe doesn't. Then I'm gonna, I, you know, every army's got like three or four units or monsters or something that the enemy's gonna take note of and be like, you know, I'm looking out for that shit. I'm looking out for that shit. A lot of guys will save that shit for the very last, very last part. But the truth of the matter is, once you've got your whole army deployed, it's pretty obvious where you're gonna put, you know, the rest of your guys. You know, um, it's pretty obvious. So sometimes. Um, this is where like knowing the army is very important. Sometimes, you know, like, uh, I want to know what the terrain is. You know what I mean? When you're looking at the board and the terrain, you know, you want to, am I better in the terrain? Does this terrain help me or hurt me more than the enemy? You know, um, sometimes, um, truth be told, even though your troops are bad in terrain, the enemy might be worse or the enemy might be just as bad as you are in that terrain, but they're a lot better in the open than you are. So in that case, you don't want to, you know, deploy in the open, you know, um, I don't know. Um, I had a game, I'll talk about one, one of my, everybody's got some sweet victories they remember, you know, from their past, like just the sweet victories that just bring back the, just make you feel all warm and fuzzy inside. So I told you guys before how like I used to play DBM and which is an ancients, uh, 15 millimeter ancients, it was 25 millimeter too, but we played 15 millimeter. 15 millimeter ancients battle and uh there was this guy and i mean we were cordial with each other but we really were i mean at that time i was more into politics and and i was really kind of like hard-headed you know like you are when you're younger and kind of set your ways and uh this guy was the polar opposite and, and we would you know we would always start the day off like hey how's it going hey yeah so how's the family blah 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 how's this great how's that and then and one of us would mention something political, and the other guy would say, oh, that's bullshit. And then the other guy would say, well, no, that's bullshit. And then before you know it, we're like, fuck you, no, fuck you. But anyway, we, one day, one sweet Saturday, or actually it was a Sunday, we were in the second day of a tournament, and we got to play each other. And I remember him. He had, he thought he was just going to whip my ass because he had this, huge fucking army and it was uh it was a huge army and it, it had um it had a shitload of bowmen archers it had and you know my knights didn't want to really fuck with the archers he had a shitload of archers he had a shitload of like war band you know like these guys are really good against formed heavy infantry he had a shitload of war but they're pretty susceptible to nightly charges and he really didn't have shit for rough terrain, right? So looking at the table, I was looking at the table and like pretend you're me looking across the table and I've got a halfway across the board, got a big like giant woods kind of taking up most of my deployments. So it's almost cutting the board in half, right? And on the right side, the rest of the board is completely empty. Okay, the rest of the board is completely empty. On the other side of the board, he has got, uh, it's kind of terrain, a little bit of rocky, that kind of stuff like that. So he deploys first, right? And he thinks that I'm obviously going to deploy my knights, you know, and terrain in front of me. So he puts down this massive shitload of fucking bone. Because it wasn't like one year at a time back then you deployed your commands, right? So put down this shitload of bowmen, right? Just blocking right there. And then he had, like, he had a, uh, Calvary reserve behind him but 
interpenetration rules were a little different, so it wasn't quite as easy to get your you know stuff in front. So he had a cavalry reserve behind him. He had his war band on his on his left, which is my far right, because you know his idea is going to kill my knights. He's going to swoop in on my flank with this massive massive fucking infantry. And he had like a smaller force, you know, across the woods on my left. So what I deployed was I put my uh, my skirmishing guys in the woods. I deployed my uh, bowmen back, you know, kind of back a little bit next to the woods, you know, going to my right, but a little bit back in front of my bowmen. I deployed all my French knights dismounted, right? Because he was like, shit, because he hadn't played me before. He hadn't played this army before. And I always do this a lot of times. Sometimes I play them all mounted, but um, if I just want to have a fucking hell for leather, badass charge. But I deployed all my foot knights, you know, in line right across from his bowmen. His bowmen were not going to escape, right? Because they were going to impetuously charge across the fucking board and kill his bowmen. So at, you know, my second drop in deployment, I'm, I'm already winning the game, right? He doesn't see it. He just doesn't fucking see it. He's still talking shit. He doesn't see it. You know, I put my 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 mounted reserve knights um, back into the right, right, back into the right. So the game happens. He marches everything forward. Like I mean, he's got me outnumbered like three to one figure wise, four to one figure wise, just coming at me in mass, right, in mass. Well, I fucking send my. I send my fucking foot knights right at his goddamn bowman, and he can't fucking get his warband or his mount of reserve in a position in time to counter him, right? And then it starts to dawn on him. Then he's thinking, well, fuck. Fuck, this isn't good. This isn't good. So he starts bringing his cavalry around the flank, but here's the problem. That flank borders on that center woods, and I was very aggressive and moved all my lighter shit up, right? So he couldn't go through that little gap there because he would be exposing a flank to me, right? He didn't want to do that. And his, I don't know what the fuck he did with his. He was never really going to contest the woods. He just had him kind of sitting across from it. He never really complained for it. His poor war band were so far out of the way, right? They were going on this massive flank charge. We never put anything over there for them to really attack. So, uh, so yeah, so that was pretty, uh, pretty funny. So anyway, long story short, my, uh, my fucking, uh, my, uh, foot knights destroy all his bowmen. It's like a third of his army. My fucking, uh, light troops, my siloy and my, uh, and my long bowmen, my dismounted, my, uh, English long bowmen blast the fuck out of his reserve. And then my foot knights and my mounted reserve, small mounted reserve knight go through his war band like a knife through butter. I'm this is a fucking huge victory. Like like first couple turns, this guy thinks I got this in the bag, man. I'm gonna beat your ass, Brad. Well, not so fast there, motherfucker. Oh I let him think it. You know, I didn't say shit. I did not say shit. Cause I knew in my head exactly what I was gonna do. And by God I did it and he, he didn't know what the fuck hit him. Even after that game, he, he still didn't know how the fuck he lost. Well, first of all, how he lost was he was overconfident, number one. Number two, he was expecting me to go by his plan. He was expecting me to deploy my knights mounted and to get shot by the bowmen. And he was expecting, you know, my bowmen to be in the center to get hit by his warband. And he was expecting his massive cavalry in the back to just, you know, clean up the rest. That's, in his head, that's what was going to happen 
from the get-go, right? That was his that was his plan. But he had no he had he had no way to change it. He he had no way. He was locked in. Once he made the decision that was going to happen, he was locked in. And that was bad. You know, I was still deployed flexible. Well, I kind of knew what I was doing um, with this army, and I kind of had it uh, in my head how I was going to beat it. Because, frankly, the way I won that game is the only way I could win that game. It was the only way. And he just didn't see it. He just didn't see it. So um, when I deploy, like, I try to think of, you know, if I'm the enemy commander, how am I going to beat this? How am I going to destroy this? Um and like I said, it's really hard because Ninth Edge has so many units and so many things. And I have so many questions about the rules. And I have so many ideas that, you know, could be totally wrong because I've never fought against a, you know, a, 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 a fucking, uh, what are these things called? Phil Drake Elder. I've never fought against one of those. I've never fought against like a, like a giant monster from the Saurian things. I've never fought against, you know, um, fought against dark elf spearmen in the system like i don't i don't know um but generally tactics are always the same they're always gonna apply balance is best right it's always to have a balanced army one that um i mean you want you want one that'll give you a chance against anybody you don't want to go with something all tooled up it's definitely gonna win against some people but it's definitely gonna lose against others you don't want that um i want balance i want balance one of all comers i used to call it all comers list um like I want, you know, I want the, I want the heavy infantry to be the anchor or to attack. In some cases, they may be the attackers. You know, I want the knights to, uh, to lead the charge against weak infantry or, you know, play cleanup. You know, I want, I want some kind of shooting. Um, I want multiple types of shooting. You know, in case one shooting doesn't work, I like artillery. You know, I like, I like uh, for this game, I want at least one piece of artillery. I want it from multiple sources. Like, I want it from a tank, and I want it from a field piece. I want uh, different types of shooting. Like, I want crossbows, and I want handguns. Maybe one unit of each. And I want riders. I want to have flexibility. You know what I mean? I want flexibility. I want a unit that can vanguard the riders. I, I want a unit that can delay people. You know, the riders. Place a lot of reliance on the riders. I want, um, I want my general, I want all my infantry to be in like a 10-inch discipline bubble. That's what I want. So hence the household standard imperial seal. That's what I want. So I'm trying to, to do that. So my my thinking is this. Like a lot of times I'll look at a board and think, well, man, I really hope I get that side or I really hope I get this side. I mean, in all honesty, like these maps they make nowadays, I've looked at the maps on the rule book and I've looked at some maps from different tournaments and uh, – they all look pretty balanced, honestly. I don't really don't think it matters what side you get, really. Um, one thing that's going to be fun to see is how the Sylvan Elves players use their extra woods, you know, because I think that could be a real pain in the ass for people if you get to use woods. Because if you think about it, you know, dangerous terrain is kind of like the, the Wood Elf player could kind of think of, like, woods as a, as a free dangerous terrain trap, you know, for their army. I mean, the, the terrain is kind of like a part of their army. It's kind of on their side, so... It'll be interesting to see, like, how much advantage, you know, two or three woods gives a Sylvan Elf player over, like, an Ogre army or something, you know? But I, I definitely see, like, that as an advantage. Maybe other armies have other things that benefit them. Um, you know, if, 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 you're fighting, if you're fighting something like that, it's, it's a totally different ball game than if you're fighting, like, the undead, where you're probably going to have, like, lots and lots of shit that 
can't really hurt you, but can score, so you got to kill it. But it's hard to kill because it, you know, comes back to life every 30 seconds. And uh, so that's like two different types of arms are there. Or, or what about an army that just like, you know, vanguards up is really fast. You know, you're going to get maybe one turn of shooting, if that. You're not going to have time to like play the maneuver game, and they're just going to be on you, and it's going to be just like a slugfest. Like, so you have to have an army that can deal with all that kind of shit. You know what I mean? You can't just have, you know, one. And there and there's going to be people at tournaments that that bring like one army that is totally geared up just to kick, you know, an Empire Army's ass. Or it's totally geared up to kick, like, a Dark Elf player's ass. And, you know, you're going to have that. And are you going to be are you gonna be a little bit disadvantaged in that situation? Fuck yeah, you are. Fuck yeah, you are. Are you going to think, oh, my God, I'm fucked? Yeah, for a little bit, for a little bit, until you remember me telling you, dude, just grab a hold of your balls by the shorties squeeze until you know you start feeling a little pain man up you know what i mean put your big boy panties on and figure out a way to make it as hard for them to beat you as possible like when you're in a situation where you're clearly out outmatched you know the guy is a better player than you his army is fucking geared to destroy your shit and it's geared to destroy your shit if it was run by a, a better player than you are right what do you do in that case? Well, you change the game, right? You're no longer playing fucking uh, your standard game of fantasy battles at that point. No, you're not playing that game anymore. You're playing a new game. You're playing a personal game. You're playing the game of let me play this game every turn with the sole intention of making it as hard as possible this turn for this other army to hurt me. That's what you do. You turn into that. You accept the fact you're going to lose, probably. But you turn into a learning experience. You turn into, let me do everything I can to make it as hard as possible for this motherfucker to hurt me, right? And a lot of times, you do that for a couple turns. Other players getting frustrated. He's going to make a mistake. Then you can capitalize on it and maybe turn things around, you know? Sometimes it's impossible. You know, I say this game is, is totally, fantasy battles is totally balanced. And, you know, all the armies are equal combat power they are but they're all but they all look like they play differently right and there's definitely going to be matchups like where you know you got one army the guy's just got the fucking you know he's got the windshield to your bug you know what i mean he's he just brings it you know you think you're you know you won a couple games and then you know if you win the first two games of the tournament chance are the third one's going to be a tough as fuck because you're playing someone who's on his game today too right so yeah and, and that guy might just have the army that is designed to kick the shit out of you. Um, well, if it is, just do what I do. Just fucking turn into a game of making it as hard as possible for that other army to beat you. Other army to beat you. Um, some other things I've done before. Like, you know, playing Song of Fire and Ice. I love fucking crossbowmen, Lannister crossbowmen, but I also fucking hate them because I can't, I can, I can't tell you how many fucking times I would... I would be in a position to win a game if I just kept them out of fucking combat or kept them out of even the chance of combat, you know? You know, thinking they're out of charge range isn't enough. They better be goddamn sure they're out of charge range. But I can't tell you how many times I was like, well, that other unit's pretty fucking weakened. I bet you I can finish it off if I just, you know, stay here and shoot it one more turn. 
Man, every time like clockwork, I've done that. I miss, don't do shit for damage, get charged by the motherfucker, and lose a goddamn game like that. And there's nothing more frustrating than that. And I don't know what it is about me that lends me to those situations or to make that decision to do it, but it is. And it's a constant battle for me because, you know, I get excited. I get the bloodlust. I'm a type of guy who people can throw me off my game real quick because, you know what, just throw some tempting charges out there in front of me. You know, give me the... Give me the opportunity to roll dice and see you pick up models. And, man, that's fucking very hard for me to pass up. And I, I can even see what's going to happen after I do that and think, well, that's bad. Don't do that. That's bad. Don't do that. Well, I'm not going to do that. Well, I'm not going to do that. You know, first opportunity. Fuck it. I'm doing that. In we go, boys. Let's fucking do it. Ha, ha, ha. I'll show them, you know, hour later. Why the fuck did I do that? Um... But anyway, guys, I'll be back in a few minutes uh, with more uh, incoherent um, bullshit. And uh, so just uh, hang on and uh, I'll see you shortly. All right, so I'm back. I uh, had to pull in the house. I got home quicker than I thought. No, I wasn't speeding to the police officer in the audience. Much respect for law enforcement. I would never speed ever speed so if you see a uh, chrysler 300 with uh, expired utah plates driving by just ignore it you saw nothing you saw nothing uh, so yeah so um my tournament experiences i have i have won a lot of games i have been crushed in a lot of games um kings of war taught me a lot about myself because i i could win some friendlies in that game and um you can see some battle reports called Holy Diver Battle Reports on YouTube. Holy Diver Battle Reports. He has, uh, I played some Warhammer games with him. I, uh, I did, uh, we did Kings of War games on there. He did Bolt Action. He did, uh, he's a great dude. He is crazy as a motherfucker. This motherfucker is crazy, but he is really cool. And you can see me in action doing some battle reports on Holy Diver Battle Reports uh, uh, YouTube channel. Um, but yeah, I lost so many tournament games in Kings of War. The best I ever did was there was a there was a small twelve player tournament, and I got like sixth. You know what I mean? That's that's the that's the best I ever did was like dead center. I mean, most of the times I was like third from the bottom or the very bottom. A lot of that had to do with my paint score. Um, I paint better nowadays because I actually care. Like I said before, like that game, I didn't care. So just, you know, just dry brush, throw it all together, whatever. But uh, I've painted good stuff before. So my stuff, I just posted it to uh, my blog, which is uh, Bradley's chat at wordpress.com. And I also, uh, there's a link to it on the forums. I go under Indiana Bradley, forum names, Indiana, my forum name on T9A is Indiana Bradley. So uh, do that. Um, but yeah, losing taught me a lot, man. Losing taught me a lot. Like, believe it or not, like until Kings of War, I never, even in Warhammer, I never heard of this handful, anvil, hammer, shit. Never did. Chaff, never did. Never, you know, I never, never really considered it. I mean, I've used chaff. I never really thought of it as chaff. Um, there's the dogs on cue. There's the fucking dogs on cue. Um, but like hammer units, anvil units. I get it. I still am not like 100% sold on that concept, to be honest with you, because 
depending on the situation, a unit can be a hammer or a unit can be an anvil. It depends on the situation. It depends on the army you're facing. depends on the game. So I don't ever build a list thinking, all right, these guys are going to be anvil. This is my anvil. This is my hammer. I just don't. I, I think of, uh, all right, here's my battle line. Here's my fun stuff, you know. Here, divide up into three easy-to-use groups, four easy-to-use groups. And that's what I'm going to do. Um, so, but tips for when you're getting your ass kicked, all right? Tips for when you're getting your ass kicked. I mean, I've had my ass kicked so bad the first day of a tournament that I wanted to fucking just leave. I wanted to go home, but I didn't. And so I lost the first three games, ended up winning the last two. Um, you know, in that tournament – those games were so heartbreaking because I felt like um, I had the opportunity to win, you know, and I allowed myself to get gotcha in one one game just by stupid, you know, rules, exploitation, mechanic crap. And the other two games, I honestly just had a shitty plan because I was pissed off about the first game, you know, and uh, and then I was so pissed off about the second game that I played the third game like shit, like it clouded my judgment. So. I try not to let things cloud my judgment. I try to look at each game as a fresh new thing. Um, I did leave one tournament after game one one time at Adepticon. That's because, I'm man, honestly, I'm super bipolar, right? I got to take medication for that shit, ADT and bipolar. I'm just luck of the draw. So I've got a lot of sympathy for uh, mental uh, health issues and mental health awareness. Like, um, yeah, don't catch me hearing you making fun of someone for a mental illness, dude don't want to do it. It's not a place you want to be. Um, but like with bipolar, it's like I can be in a great mood for like two weeks straight. Right. And you'll think I'm the greatest guy on the face of the planet. And then that third week, for whatever reason, I'll fucking hate your guts and I want to beat the shit out of you and I will disagree with you and I will be a prick. So now I know that when I get into those moods, I stay offline. Um, I don't podcast. I, uh, you know, I'm aware of it. And I just uh, take the medication. And I just, you know, deal with it until it passes. It usually takes a couple days for that to run its course. And then I'm back at it. You know, if I'm at work, I don't say shit to anybody. I'm good quiet. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, socialize. I try not to do anything. You know what I mean? I, I just try not to. My wife knows it. So she, you know, she t- she's a good sport about it. You know, she'll know when I'm being and she'll, she'll tell me you're, you're in your thing. It's your thing. Oh, great. You're having your thing again. You know, and I'm like, well, fuck, you know, it is what it is. But uh, so I I had a situation where my where, you know, I woke up in a bad mood at the morning of the tournament and I fucking didn't have my medication because I left it in Indianapolis and I played that first game and I was so pissed off about everything that first game. I couldn't think straight. I was playing like shit and I hated everybody and I didn't want to fucking socialize. I didn't want to talk to anybody. So in that situation, it's okay to fucking leave. They got a ringer for a reason, right? It's okay. So I left. But um, last turn we went to, played fucking Kings of War again. Tried a fucking it was three game tournament. First game went against the uh, fucking current reigning Masters champion of the United States. Got my well, you know it was a fun ass game though, right? It was back and forth. He was gonna win obviously, but he won. But it was a fun game. It was a really good game. I played. And then I played uh, another game against uh, another cool dude. I mean, I just had three great games against three really nice people, and they all whip my ass, and it's okay. Because I tell you what, Kings of War in my brain is like Chinese to me. Like, I never could figure that shit out. Warhammer, figure it out. Some games you can just get better and better and learn it. 
you know, some people are magically gifted that they're just, you know, you show them a game, they're like fucking rain, man. They're, they're going to figure that shit out and they're going to be good at no matter what they play. I am not that, I am not that person. I am like, uh, you know, I'm either have the potential to be good. I'm never great at a game to begin with. Number one, never automatically just badass at anything. Never. Um, you know, it could be basketball. It could be, you know, running track even. You know, how hard is that? But, I, I mean, it took me a while to learn how to do that. Um, and, you know, it, I just – I I wasn't good at, you know, drywall at first. Now I'm good. I wasn't good at electrical stuff. Now I'm good. I just – I, for whatever reason, God's cursed with me with learning the hard way, right? That's how I do it. I learn the hard way. Like, I have no – there is no doubt in my mind that playing fantasy battles in the ninth age – I am going to get the ever-living shit kicked out of me and handed to me time and time and time again until I eventually start being able to kick the shit out of other people sometimes too. You know, and if I stick with it, I'm still playing this game, you know, five years from now, then I think I'll be competitive. You know what I mean? But I have no, no, uh, no, no dreams of uh, grandeur coming into this thing. You know what I mean? I don't come into it. Um, that's why I'm really trying to paint my army and really like it. Cause I really want to enjoy, you know, getting my ass kicked with my army. I don't want to, you know, I'm not trying to make something the most, I mean, I, I want it to be competitive, right? I want it to be a good list. I'm trying to like make it as good as I can get it. It's like the Gordian knot. I'm trying to figure it out, but, but, um, I haven't got it figured out and it's not the most competitive and that's okay. It's as good as I can get it right now. And, you know, a year from now, after I played it for a year, because that's what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna I'm gonna look back and say, "You dumbass, why'd you take this? Why'd you do this? Why are we trying to do that?" But it's I'm gonna learn the hard way, and I'm okay with that. I'm gonna learn the hard way. Um, no one can post any message to me. No one can explain something to me. I mean, I won't sneak in. I just have to learn the hard way, and that's just how it's gonna be. And it's it's gonna suck. Um, not that I don't appreciate her, but it's gonna try to help me. I appreciate you, but I'm getting kicked. Um, so what the hell was I even talking about? Okay, anyway, so tips for losing, right? Always, always just, you know, try to, if, like I said, if you're getting your ass kicked in the game, turn into another game. Turn into another game. Turn into, I'm going to make, from now on, each turn, my only mission is not to win this game, but to make it as hard as possible for you to win this game. I know you're thinking, well, you should be doing that from the get-go every game. No, I'm talking about when you know, down deep, you accept the fact that you're going to have your ass handed to you, that you turn the game into a learning experience and try to figure out how to mitigate or keep the enemy from hurting you as much as possible. That's what I'm going to say. Just do that way. You know, do that way. You know, don't don't get shitty and yell at the guy. Just because he beat you. Don't let your ego get bruised. Don't think, you know, I suck at all gaming. Because you don't suck, man. You don't suck. Just because you lose a game doesn't mean you suck at all. You know, just because you lose 100 games in a row, it doesn't mean you suck at that game. It just means, you know, you're you're going about learning it in your own way. And it's just taking its time. You know what I mean? I mean, how hard is it to measure and move a unit five inches? Anybody can do that, right? Anybody can pivot a unit, right? Anybody can roll a handful of dice. You know, anybody can count up your guys and figure out how many attacks you got right and what's going to – I mean, they, these are simple things. The act of the game itself is not difficult. What's difficult is um, having the confidence and having the experience to 
know when to laterally move that unit maybe and or when to when to be able to tell like you know if i do this the next my next move phase i should have a flank charge possible flank charge here or here you know that's that's how that's all it is you know what i mean it's just learning those kind of things and people some people play more and you know they're gonna have more experience than you and it's there's no shame in, in getting your ass kicked by someone more experienced than you. And some people are just naturally more talented at gaming than you are, and they're going to whip your ass. You know what? And sometimes you're going to beat them. But, you know, the majority of the time they're going to whip your ass. But you know what? It doesn't make uh, you a terrible player. That just means that your way of learning, your way of, you know, getting good is different than someone else's. Maybe you've got an idea in your head. Maybe you have a philosophy. And you want it to work. And it just doesn't work. It hasn't worked. It probably will never work. But, you know, by God, you want to make a try. Well, you know what? I commend you. Keep trying. You know, prove the world wrong. Show us it can work. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to give anybody shit for taking anything to the list. I'm not. Take the craziest shit you want. You know, it's your army. It's your money. Do what the fuck you want and, and make it your own way. You know, either win on your own or get your ass kicked on your own. Do it your way. You know what I mean? Be your own person. Make it work. So um, I went to the mailbox and numerous packages awaited me. See, when you get like close to my age, almost 50, you can actually afford to buy a bunch of shit. You know what I mean? You can buy it without your wife or girlfriend or parents giving you shit about it. So I've got a... Uh, a non ninth age related thing. I ordered a, I, I made a rather large purchase because I. Speaking of the game, the War Game by Charles Grant, he has regiments of forty eight infantry, right? Cavalry regiments, twenty four infantry. Guns are like battery of guns is like two cannons, each with four crew and an officer. With combined, they're led by a mounted officer. So I mean, we're talking big units, right? Well, he played his game with. Uh, 30 millimeter plastic Spencer Smith miniatures, right? The great Charles Grant played with 30 millimeter um, Spencer Smith miniatures. And these guys have very little detail. You can you can paint in as much detail as you want. You can block paint them, toy soldier look without much detail. Choice is yours, right? Well, now Spencer Smith miniatures led by the great Peter Johnstone still makes these miniatures. They're still available. Spencer Smith miniatures. So... I had ordered a regiment. You can buy the grant size regiments. It's special, right? So I ordered the grant size regiment of infantry, right? And I painted it up. They kind of look like American Continental Soldiers, but they're going to be imagination armies, meaning they're not going to be historically sound. They're just going to be, you know, fun for me. Because the great Charles Grant, he played imaginations, right? He didn't try to – he had two imaginary countries. He had the electorate, you know, and – and uh was the, the the something free state or something he had vfs or something he had he had a couple of his own imaginary countries and uh they would fight over territories and he would paint up the units just however he liked to paint them he wasn't beholden to any uh, historical guidelines so i painted one regiment up a couple years ago and i really liked it i went to sit on my shelf and i had it in boxes and i unpacked it when, when we finally got out of the apartment moved here i from utah i unpacked it and put up on my shelf in my hobby room and I've been looking at it looking at it well my dream has always been to play and I'll play solo because I don't have to play with anybody because I don't know how hard it would be to convince someone to play it but maybe if I find some people to play it'd be great 
I want to play the war game, right? So I made a rather large purchase. I had one regiment already of infantry. I ordered, uh, you know, um, I think I ordered six regiments of infantry, three regiments of cavalry, and uh, two artillery batteries, right? Because the way they played it, they played with objectives, but the armies weren't always even. Okay, the armies aren't even. Like, your goal is to hold that bridge for 12 turns, you know, against overwhelming odds. Or your goal is to um, get your convoy across the table, you know, or get, you know, however many units you get across the other side of the table. Is, that's your goal, right? So that's how it plays. And it's, it's a really great rule system, and it's not complicated. It's not simple, has great flavor. I mean, if you have a chance to do any research or you see it on eBay, I mean, it is actually called The War Game. It came out in 1971 by Charles Grant. His son, which I think goes by Charles S. Grant, recently uh, through Ken Trotman Publishing released The War Game Rules, which Charles Grant's original book, he talked about why he had his rules. He talked about a story. He talked about the history of different units. He talked about, you know, horses and how fast they could charge and different types of horses. And I mean, he went into extravagant detail, but thankfully he was a brilliant writer and 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 it's really enjoyable to read. Everybody should own that copy. But if you can't get that to get the rules, you can get the rules themselves, and they've been updated over the last forty odd years by his son, Charles S. Grant. And uh, and his son is a brilliant writer in his own right, different style, but still a brilliant writer, um, carrying on his father's legacy. And uh, I have always wanted to play that game. You know, I've played Charge, but I've never played the war game. I want to play the war game. So I ordered that stuff. So as soon as I get a break, once I get this Empire Army done, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swing for the fences and I'm going to paint up these Spencer Smiths and I'm going to set up, you know, like a nine by seven table and – I'm going to fight the war game. That's what I'm going to do. So I got that. I got some more uh, 15 millimeter, three millimeter thick round bases. I mean, I've had these fucking uh, Civil War guys raid a fucking base forever. And I based like half of them on uh, three millimeter thick, 15 millimeter round bases. And for whatever fucking reason, the last two times I've ordered bases, I've gotten 15 millimeter round like 1.6 millimeter thick, right? And they don't fucking work together. And I don't know why I keep ordering them like that. So this time I made goddamn sure they ordered the right size. And they finally came in. They just came in. Um, got above a couple packages from Flipside Games, something else. And I have no idea what the fuck is in there. I, I don't know. I promise you, I just don't know. Um, so who knows what I ordered. Uh... But, yeah, I don't know. So, that's that. Um, what are some other tips I give to people who've never been to a tournament before? Okay, you're going to go to this tournament, right? You're going to show up. You know, you're going to park outside. You're going to walk in. You're going to kind of be taken in, kind of figure out where am I going, what am I doing. You're going to see people hanging around. You're going to see armies out. You're going to see people talking in groups. You're going to see people laughing, joking, because they know each other. Say you don't know anybody, right? Say you don't know fucking anybody. All you do is, you know, you walk up, you find where the registration table is. You show up, you say, hey, I'm here, blah, blah, blah. They say, great, um, such and such. And then 
people are going to be interested that you're there because they've never seen you before and you're going to meet people and you're going to talk to you and you're going to meet people that maybe live near you. You're going to meet people from far away. People are going to talk to you about their armies. They're going to talk to you about other tournaments. They're going to talk to you about painting. They're going to talk your fucking ass off. Some people you're not going to like. Some people you're going to like a lot. Some people you like aren't going to like you back. And some people you don't like are going to think you're fucking bee's knees. You know what I mean? And and you'll find that some people you like initially, you like initially, you might not like as much later on. And some people you hate initially, you might actually like the most. Become your best friends later on. So just don't fucking worry about that shit. Just you know mingle, talk to them. They offer you a drink, have a drink. You know, if you know they smoke, go smoke. You know, just have your thing. Don't worry about like knowing the rules and being perfect. Don't worry because any game system, any tournament you go to. They're always super nice, right? They're super nice. Like, people are always nice to people that don't really know the rules that well because they think, well, A, they're going to win the goddamn game anyway, so they know they're happy about that. But B, they're excited about expanding the hobby, and they're going to help and show you, you know, how to do stuff. You're going to learn a lot. In each game, you're going to learn a little bit more. Each game, you're going to learn a little bit more. And you're going to leave there, like, ten times better. You're going to leave that tournament, like, ten times better than you in, than you were before you got to that tournament. You just are. You are, and you're gonna think in your head, man. Damn it, I should have done that. Damn it, I should have done this. And I wish I had this unit. And that's gonna inspire you to go to the next tournament. You know what I mean? And the more tournaments you go to, the more often you'll see people, and then you'll have friends. And it's really cool. It's like a club, right? Because we all have this same fucking sick addiction of toy soldiers, right? It's like Alcoholics Anonymous. It's like War Gamers Anonymous, right? Like. You could fucking go sit at a table of war gamers having dinner, sit down, and I guarantee you'd fit right in. You know, you're going to be one of the boys and one of the girls in just a few minutes. Not even a problem. You mean women play. Man, don't make this mistake I did, right? My first tournament I ever played in, I went up against this girl, and I thought, I lost my first game that I was taking on a girl, right? And she was nice, and I thought, man, I feel bad. You know, I don't want to beat this girl you know after i just lost this game i hate to beat this girl i mean well this girl she was way she was probably the toughest player at that tournament come to find out she used to be a former champion she beat the living fuck out of me i mean without mercy beat the shit out of me i mean i'm new this is my first tournament i don't give a shit i'm stomping your fucking balls in motherfucker oh my god I mean, she was real polite after the game, super nice, gave me helpful advice. But during the game, she wanted to fucking crush my nuts, and she did. She fucking ground my nuts into dust. Like, she turned – I could have used my nut dust for gunpowder, man. She fucking scrunched them and just fucking scrunched my balls into, like, a fine sand. Um, but, yeah, so there's no mercy. So that's the last goddamn time I ever felt sorry for playing against girls. Ever since I played a woman after that – I take them goddamn. I mean, no male chauvinism left in my body. Those those chicks are out for they want to. They're here to kick your ass. You know what I mean? That shit about you heard as a young time that girls don't care about winning or losing. That's bullshit. All right, girls want to win just as bad as we do. They will whip your ass. Don't think like, ah man, it's just a girl. No, she's gonna beat your ass, and she probably paints better than you do too, and she probably knows more about the hobby than you do, and you're probably just a fucking piece of shit compared to her hobby wise, but. She's going to whip your ass. 
So uh, don't underestimate the women, right? Women kick ass at wargaming. They just they just do. They're good at decision making. They're good at understanding rules. They're really good painters. A lot of times, it's just yeah, just yeah, yeah. Lesson fucking learned on that one. Lesson. I mean, I don't think I've ever had my ass beat that bad since before or since in any game system that I did. And I know her name. I'm not going to say it. Name's pretty innocent, but she is a lovely lady, wonderful, wonderful human being. Um, what else? Uh, so don't feel bad when you get your ass kicked. Um, be a good sport. Um, don't think someone's – oh, yeah, sometimes you'll play against, like, younger people way younger than you, and you'll think, well, this just a kid. Still in high school. It's just a kid. I feel bad beating a kid. You know what I mean? Man, don't show those little bastards any mercy because they will kick your ass too. I've had the living shit kicked out of me by someone like 30 years younger than me. Beat the living shit out of me. So, uh, yeah, don't take them for granted either. Um, don't take people for granted. How about say that? Man, woman, female, you know, whatever they are, alien, fucking whatever. You never know nowadays, right? Just whatever the fuck they are, don't take them for granted. They're going to beat the shit out of you. Um, what else? Anything else? Um, yeah, just appreciate the fact that you're off work and you're having a little vacation time to be able to enjoy this type of thing because a lot of people don't have a hobby in their lives. You know, they go through life. They go to work. They come home. They mow the lawn. They watch the sports. They go to bed. They wake up. They mow, they go to work, they come home, they eat dinner, they do some work around the house, they go to bed. They don't have, they're not blessed with a fucking all-consuming expensive hobby like we are, okay? Yeah, feel sorry for them. Um, yeah, once you get your shit all painted and you have armies ready to play, invite other people to play. Tell people about fantasy battles, tell people about the ninth age, tell people about you know, bolt action, whatever game it is you're playing. Hail Caesar, which is a great game too. You know, have them play that game. Um, yeah, what else? What else? What else? Yeah, this episode is kind of a bullshit episode. I just wanted to get on a bullshit and clear my brain out. Um, oh, the Bobo guy. The Bobo guy from Australia, the real badass guy. He's got a YouTube channel. I fucking love it. It's great. And... You can you can find online like his um, past magazines, Unseen Lurker, fucking badass. Like I wish that magazine was still out. It's good stuff. Um, what else? Oh yeah, I'm taking a break from the army review shit for a while because I hate reading verbatim out of the rule book. Blah 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 blah. Oh that's great. Blah 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 blah. Oh that shit. Blah 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 blah. Soy blah soy blah. Um. So I'm taking a break. I mean, I'm going to do another one because I'm going to do all the books, dudes. I'm going to do all the books. But I've done uh, Ogre Cons. I've done Vampire Covenants. And I've done Sylvan Ellis, right? That's three. So, you know, I say this, but this podcast has to have a reason, right? You have to have some kind of reason to listen to it or why would you? I'm going to uh, do uh, – who should I do? I'm not doing Story in Ancient Chat because that's going to be a lot of fucking reading. I have no idea about that. Maybe I'll do like the Paired Weapons podcast did Emperor Empire Army book review. But that's like the one I'm most familiar with right now. 
So I think my next podcast will be the uh, Empire Army book review. And I think um, I got an idea for a podcast in the future, too, where I'm going to uh, I'm going to make an army. I'm going to, on New Recruit, I'm just going to make the first thing that comes to my head that I think would be good. I'm going to make an army for each each faction, right? Army for each faction. And I'll have an episode where I read through those armies, right? I'm not going to try and defend them. I'm not going to fucking whatever. I'll probably talk a little shit because you know me, guys. I always talk a little shit. Um, hey, I'll, just, I'll give you my list. I'll talk a little shit about it, you know? Talk a little shit. Um, so what's worse can happen? Totally wrong? Okay. Accept it. Um, so I'll do that. I think that's what I'll do next um, will be that um, Brad's Army Review. Yeah, And I might even put a little twist on it. I might even turn it into a tournament, you know, a mental tournament where I say, I'll read all my lists and I'll, and then I'll uh, sit there and I'll, and I'll tell you who my guess is to win each game and we'll see who the fucking champion is. We'll see who the champion is. You'll know the champion list. How about that? We'll have our own imaginary mental tournament in Bradley's brain. That should be interesting. Um, I don't know. So I'm actually going to kind of cut this a little bit short today because of the fact that I'm going to go paint my ass off. I need to paint some shit. I need to paint some shit, guys. I'm going to paint some more stuff. I posted uh, pictures on the uh, forum on my user blog under Indiana Bradley of some shit I painted up recently. Like I said, I'm not the greatest painter, but I'm putting effort into it. You see highlights. You see layering. And it is what it is. You also see the dip, which I use uh, polyurethane, um, dark walnuts, what my dip is. Probably makes it, but that's, that's what I like. Um, I tried the armor painter shit, but, man, I've gotten two bad cans of that shit. Like every, I, in, in my lifetime, I bought one, two cans of, like, the medium tone, right? For one, they're really tiny fucking cans. They cost a fortune, right? Number two, every time I fucking uh, dip a guy in there, it looks like they fucking had diarrhea all over their bodies. You know what I mean? I don't understand. It. I hate that. So I like the polyurethane better. I just do. Maybe I'm not shaking enough enough. Maybe you're not supposed to shake it. I don't know. I've stirred the shit. I've done everything. It just comes off with this, like, gook on it. Like, you can't even see the fucking figure. It's got, like, fucking, like, uh, sludge around it. You know? Like, foamy. Maybe I've just gotten bad batches of this shit. Um, my favorite primer, I don't use Games Workshop fucking primer. I don't use Army Painter primer. I like Army Painter paints. I like Games Workshop paints. But for primer, I go with Krylon. K-R-Y-L-O-N. It's cheap. It covers well. And it's fucking badass. I use, like, the gray one if I'm using uh, the contrast shit. And I use uh, the flat black if I'm just normal over stuff. Um... Oh, speaking of which, speaking of which, um, I am going to try, like, all right, so next up, I got 20 horses I want to paint, right, for my 10 riders and my 10 knights, right? I got 20 horses. Okay, okay, audio fuck up, audio fuck up, warning, warning, audio fuck up. So what I was trying to say was I got I got 10 riot 10 horses. I got 20 horses I need to paint, knights and riders, right? The riders for these pillar figures come sitting on the saddles, okay? So they're separate. The horse just has like the bridle, I think, on them. 
So I am going to paint my horses. I'm gonna I'm gonna paint these horses in oil, okay? With oil. Um, the great late Peter Gilder, wargaming, um, one of our wargaming founding fathers, one of the great wargamers. He used to swear by, and numerous other people used to swear by painting horses with oils. Okay, I'm gonna research how to do that. I'm gonna do it, not to make them look fucking badass and win like painting competition. I'm not that caliber. I'm just thinking it'd be neat to paint them with oils. And I have oil paints. Funnily enough, I have oil paints to do it with, so I'm gonna do it, paint them in oils. Um, riders, like, how do you paint the riders separate? Like, I used to always just glue my rider on the horse and paint it all in one go. But I've seen online where people take like a nail or something and they'll stick the top of the nail under the rider's ass and they'll paint the rider separately using these nails. But what do you attach the rider to the nail with, right? It can't be super glue, right? Because then it'll be fucking glued there and I'll get to bend the figure and handle the figure and rip the thing off. Um, I don't know what sticky tack is. That blue stick shit will will the rider stay stuck on it? Do I use like Elmer's glue and just let it glue on there? I think it'd be strong enough, right, for temporarily anyway. But what if you're brushing hard or dry brushing? Will it knock it off? Yeah, I don't know. Do I drill a hole up in the rider's ass and stick a peg in there and paint off the peg? Like, what do you do? I don't know. Um, so I'll have to fucking research that too. But anyway, that's up. So I'm painting up 10 more halberdiers and 20 horses. That's next on the agenda. Then I'm going to paint up 20 riders. Then I'm going to paint up uh, two musicians and uh, two standard bears, right? And uh, that way I'll have uh, four units done before we even know it, right? By next week I'll have four units done. Four four units done total. That's, that's the goal. Um, but anyway, I understand. I'm trying to think because I don't want to have like a three-minute segment, right? I don't want to have a three-minute segment, so I don't know what to fill in now. I don't know what to fill in now. Um, what are you working on? What are you painting? What are your philosophies behind gaming? You know what I mean? Leave a voicemail. I'll play you. Leave a voicemail for me. I'll play you. You can go to Anchor and leave a voicemail message, and I will play your responses on air. Um, send me a... Uh, a twit, a twit, Twitter, a tweet, or whatever the hell it is, at, at Bradley Dunlap ten. Tell me what you want to talk about. Tell me your thoughts, and, and I'll I'll quote your thoughts, and I will I will say, hey, such and such says I'm full of shit, and this is what needs to be done, or such and such says he would add this, or such and such says this. Um, let's do that. Um, send me a tweet, or email me at Bradley Dunlap. B-R-A-D-L-E-Y-D-U-N-L-A-P-7-1 at gmail.com. Bradley Dunlap 71 at gmail.com. And uh, and let me know your thoughts, man. What are your thoughts on the Ninth Age? Why do you like it so much? How did you find out about the Ninth Age? What army are you playing and where are you, where do you live? What, 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 what part of the world do you live in and do you play? Um. Yeah, so let's do that, man. I want some user input. You know, I want some listener input, man. Um, like, I don't do this for money. I'm not trying to get famous or any of that shit. It's, it's just fun to me. You guys are my communications. COVID, lockdowns, 
hard to get a hold of people. Um, you know, don't be shy. Send an email and tell me, tell me whatever, man. And I'll just, I'll say, hey, this is from such and such. And he says, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it'll be great. Let's do that. So that's your homework assignment, people. That's your homework assignment. It's Friday. By next Friday, I want some goddamn responses, okay? Responses. If you're shy, overcome your shyness. If you're arrogant, over the top, then bring me your badass stuff, you know? Hit me with it. Straight, straight in the nuts. Um, you know, if, uh, if you like the show, let me know. If you hate the show, let me know. Um, let me know how to change it. I would also add this. The easiest way to have a podcast where you don't have to worry about RSS feeds, you don't have to worry about anything is you go to anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R.com, right? It's by Spotify. Go to Anchor. You can do it. It's an app, man. You can do it on your cell phone. You can do it on a computer, right? It's got editing shit, which I recently discovered right in there. I don't edit worth a shit because I don't really care. You know, I'm not, you're not paying for this, so I'm not. I'm not going to, I don't feel obligated to, you know, put out the most superior content and cleanest whatever just because I'm not getting paid for this shit. I'm doing it for fun, right? You can do it for fun too. Hell, you can do it for money on this thing. Go to Anchor, download it. All you do, you you click a button to put some like interlude music in, right? And then B, hit record, start talking your shit, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, interlude. You know, more shit. Da, da, da. Then go to save it. And it'll ask you to give it a title, that kind of shit you put in there. And then you hit publish. Publishes it. And you know what? They will send your podcast review to like 10 other places. And man, this podcast, dude, is on Apple. It's on Spotify. It's on all kinds of places, right? Yours can too. Yours can too. And all you have to do is know how to operate a cell phone, man. And you can do this, dudes. You can have your own podcast. You want to have some badass state-of-the-art podcast that makes you rich? Do it. You want to just uh, have someone to talk to? Do it. I mean, you like uh, whatever. Whatever. You like underwater basket weaving? Man, make a podcast about underwater basket weaving. You laugh, but I bet there's... I bet that's probably the secret moneymaker no one's thought of. Underwater basket weaving. Jesus. Um, Do that. Um, Yeah, man. Make a podcast. Make it about the ninth age. You know, if we had like a thousand podcasts about the ninth age, it would be awesome. It would be awesome. I would love that because I want to see the ninth age everywhere. You know, everywhere. You don't have to be anybody special to have a podcast. You don't have to be famous, well-known, good at anything, you know, you know, simply by being born. Do you realize, do you realize what an accomplishment being born is? Do you know that out of those thousands of sperm that started out out of the penis and swam in the vagina to find the egg, you know, you're the survivor. You're the one out of a couple thousand or 10,000. I don't know how many sperms in a shop, but I mean, you are the survivor, man. You, you've already got first place in life, baby, just by being alive. Because you were the fastest swimmer, man. You were the fastest swimmer, okay? Life begins when you sperm hits that egg. Guess what? You were the fastest sperm. So you know what? Congratulations. We're already all winners, okay? We're all winners. So what? You get last place in the tournament. So what? You lose a game. Guess what? 
you were the fastest swimmer, man. You outran Freddie over there to become born, you know? If Freddie would have outrun you, you wouldn't even be here. You wouldn't be here. Freddie would be here. You know? Thankfully, you're not Freddie, right? So, hey, my hat's off to you for being the fastest sperm, and you guys have a badass week. And make sure you uh, message me and stuff, and I'll talk to you later on the flip side. Later.